And uh, quack, quack, quack to you, too. Welcome to Duck and the Usher. I'm Fish. And I'm Josh. And uh, it is, uh, what is today? Today is Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Well, you're listening in on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, and today we have a, a treat. Well, I think it's personally is kind of a treat. We're covering the movie Frozen. That uh, is from, correct. From 2010. Uh now a lot of people are probably like looking at their their stereo speakers with confusion, uh, because why would we be talking about a Disney movie? Uh, well, we're not. We're actually. not. No, this is very different than a Disney film. Yeah, this is the uh, 2010 horror thriller Frozen from director Adam Green, uh, and it is about uh, three skiers who get stranded on a chairlift and then they're forced to make life or death choices, uh, which proved to be more perilous than staying put and freezing to death. That is true. <laughs> Uh, and the reason we chose this one, because it would be kind of a fun fake out. Um, we would ju- the release of Frozen 2 was just last week. Yeah, I know. My wife is not in the house because she went with some friends to go see it. Yeah, so they're out seeing it right now. So to coincide with the release of Frozen 2, the big Disney release, uh, we thought we'd talk about... This lighthearted comedy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> lighthearted fair uh, um, from Adam Green. Now, Adam Green is a writer-director who uh, has done quite a bit. His first movie was called Coffee and Donuts. Uh, and he's done a lot of like low budget, uh, like horror comedy stuff. He's he's real well known for the series Hatchet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ever seen those? I haven't. But when I was watching this, it kind of when I was done, it popped up saying, you know, oh, you yeah. should watch these movies by the same act- director. Yeah. I'm like, oh, two thousand. Well, weird. I've seen I've seen Hatchet, and Hatchet is uh, it's subtitled Old School American Horror, and it's uh, it's very much like a love letter to your classic eighties and nineties thrash or thrashers slashers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, slashers like, you know, Friday the 13th, Halloween, um, you know, all those types of movies. Because every time I think of Hatchet, I'm thinking of like the, the Gary Paulson. Uh, the book, yeah. Yeah, the book. I'm popping here a little bit. There. That would, that'd be, a, was that a movie? Was that ever made into anything? I don't know if they made, it may be. It could have been like a shitty movie. If I like Paulson. One. I read Paulson in, uh, in middle school. He wrote, he wrote one called, uh, it was like Mr. H- or not Mr. Henshaw. Dear Mr. Henshaw was one. Mr. Tuckett. It was, it was always like westerns. He always like did like westerns or like uh, it was very. It was always like yeah, because Midwest or yeah, wilderness stuff. And he wrote one called The Car, which I remember real well about this kid whose parents abandon him, and he he goes into the garage and finds a, a car kit of this uh, this car model. It was a real car back in the day. You, you could get a kit. You yeah, and they you put it together yourself, mm-hmm. and it was called a Bearcat, it's like a Sears catalog type of deal. I suppose I don't know. Um, but Mr. Paulson was a good writer. Anyway, back to this. Mr. Green um, did that series of movies, Hatchet. He's got one, two, and three. And then he had one, a fourth one called Victor Crowley, which is just a fourth installment in the same series. And Victor Crowley is the the big monstrous supernatural killer, a lot like a, like a, like a Mike, Michael Myers. Gotcha. Yeah, this movie's weird. Yeah. It's 93 minutes. It's really short. It's pretty short. Um. I remember first hearing about it when I was, uh, there's this YouTube channel I like called Good Bad Flicks, mm-hmm. where he generally like is sort of, I don't want to call him an apologist, or he, he finds the good stuff in bad generally bad movies uh. and tries to like do like a, like an episode where he does, a, it does an exploring series and he does like reviews. And in the exploring series, he goes, he does like a deep dive into the movie, its production, who's involved and all the little interesting tidbits about um, a movie you wouldn't otherwise Dane to check out, and because of that, I, I was interested in it, and then with the release of Frozen, it reminded me of this movie, and then so here we are. 
Nice. <laughs> well, it got a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah, it did. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I think a 63% audience. Uh, the tomato meter was at 63%. Really? The okay. audience score was actually a lot lower. It is, gave it 46%. Is that certified fresh? 63 or no? No, I think you have to hit like the 90, 90, 90 mark or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something uh, like that. Uh, 43% meta score. Box office was only 3.1 million. Yeah, I couldn't find the budget on it. Man. This this movie, I don't think there had to have been much of a budget except for renting the ski lift. I know it was filmed in Utah because when we were watching it, my wife is from Utah. And she's like, that kind of, yeah. this kind of looks familiar. And she's like, oh, it's Snow Basin. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, okay. It's filmed in Snow Basin in Ogden, Utah, or, or nearabouts there. Yeah, it's a little further north, Ogden. Yeah, and uh, so it's a drama thriller directed by Adam Green. Also said that. It's also, I already... Covered all that. Sorry, sorry. I'm like rereading shit here. Um, Green also uh, wrote a number of other things and directed a lot of shorts, and he also contributed to the 2017 video game Friday the 13th. I heard uh, that game was good. Yeah, I heard it too. I, I knew a friend that was playing it quite a bit. There's a, it's like survival horror, um, and it's like multiplayer too. So you and other people have to run, run around. Yeah, and like one person can be Jason, and yeah. they got to chase you, and yeah, yeah. And I guess there's a portion of the game called the Tommy Jarvis tapes or or maybe there's something within the game though anyway he wrote all that stuff oh, that's and, cool. um, so Frozen is about the story of Dan Walker, Joe Lynch and Parker O'Neill three skiers are spending a Sunday afternoon at a New England ski resort um, they convince a, a lift attendant to let them on for free uh, and then one last time in the day they're accidentally left dangling mid-ride when the resort closes early due to weather conditions and uh, that's pretty much... And it all goes the, downhill from there. Yeah, it's the setup for the movie. Uh, Green and uh, his buddy Joe Lynch... Uh, actually, the three three actors in the movie are named for close friends of the director. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Dan Wa- Spooky Dan Walker is one of his friends. Uh, another guy named Something Parker, um, which is where the, the girl's uh, name comes from. And Joe Lynch is also a, a genre director just like him. And uh, those two... Green and Lynch have a movie podcast of their own called The Movie Crypt. Oh, nice. And he's also the creator of the show called Holliston, which is also a reference within the movie because the name of the mountain is Mount Hollis. Mount Holliston. Yeah. Which is a fictional mountain. It's supposed to be set in New England. I think they're supposed to be like Vermont or something. Yeah, I think so. Because I know that they're they're, they're from, from, yeah, they're from like the Boston area. And yeah, if they're going to go anywhere skiing, the closest place would, I guessing, would be Vermont. Right. And the idea he got for this movie came from the fact that he, I guess he, he's from that area of the country. And I got some conflicting information here about whether or not he had actually ever been skiing. Because one one reported uh, person said that the uh, he got the idea from, from his, his growing up in the East Coast. But then I also read something that he had never actually been to a ski resort until he filmed this. So I don't know how true any of that is, but... Nevertheless, he got the idea, and they decided to film it, and they filmed it pretty practically, pretty much the whole way through. They just they literally suspended the actors fifty feet above the ground on in a car. Uh, there's no CGI, there's no sound screen, there's no, or, I'm sorry, green screen, and there's no sound stage. It's all filmed practically on location, and they were really, really fucking cold. Yeah, like I filming bet. <laughs> anyway, so I got a lot of other stuff I want to I want to uh, delve into uh, about the movie, but um, we'll just I'll do it as we go through. Happen organically as we go through um, our cast. Is relatively small. Uh, we have Sean Ashmore, who plays a part of Joe Lynch. Uh, Sean Ashmore, everyone would recognize right away as being Iceman from the X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember seeing Mr. Ashmore uh, in the late 90s uh, for the Nickelodeon series Animorphs. 
which was based on the popular series of books. Yeah, I remember reading the books as a kid. Me too. Because maybe like there was like a flip book up in the corner. You yeah, and like in the change. bottom corner or the top. I think it was at the top. You could flip it and see them like see them morph. Yeah, morph yeah. into something. That series was really cool. I remember it being uh, kind of violent for for a kids book because yeah, there's always like descripted scenes of them battling aliens and they were just just fucking killing them and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh, that's really fucking. Yeah, it was cool. like darker than Power Rangers, and you're like, Way oh darker. yeah, oh, it was pretty. Yeah, real dark story because like, despite being a series of kids books, there's lots of deaths in it. Uh, they have to deal with like really serious like adult shit, but it's alien invasion. I always thought it would make a better movie than it. And the show was kind of whack. I, Buy I those at the Scholastic Book Fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. You bet. Uh, what else? Hang on, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Sean Ashmore was also in that uh, Earthsea or that miniseries in 2005. Nope. Uh, he was in the Ruins, which is another great um, horror thriller about the people who uh, these kids and college kids go up to the top of a. A pyramid in uh, Mexico somewhere, and the the ancients like come awake and uh, wreak havoc. That on old them. story, that old that gem. old chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> he was even the lead role in the video game Quantum Break. You can see Sean Ashmore doing that. Nice. Oh no, yeah, because I, I played that game. It's yeah. good. Mm -hmm. uh, like, Kevin Zegers is the uh, plays a part of Dan Walker, who's named for the director's friend Spooky Dan Walker. And there's even a line in the movie. He's like, "That's Spooky Dan." Oh, nice. <laughs> Zegger is, um, was in Dawn of the Dead 04. He was one of the, well, he, obviously, he was one of the security guards. Because remember, you had the three of them. You had the one kid who was, like, eventually, like, torn apart by zombies in the garage. I think I've seen garage. that once. What? Yeah. That's, like, one of the best zombie movies out there. I've seen, like, the original, like, Dawn of the Deads and stuff. But yeah. I, the remake, I think I saw it once. So I was oh, like, man. Okay. That's a Zack Snyder, too. And that was, like, before he, he started making a lot of superhero films. Anyway, he was in that. Uh, he's currently in the Fear of the Walking Dead. He was in a movie called The Colony, which was pretty good. That was with uh, Lawrence Fishburne and Bill Paxton before Paxton passed away. Uh, he was in Zoom, that superhero <laughs> movie with uh, Tim uh, Tim Allen. Uh, wrong turn, and I think uh, I think his biggest uh, movie series was he was in Air Bud. He was the Air, kid. Oh, he was the kid. The kid in Air oh, Bud man. through like the first four, I think. God, they made Josh so Fram. Way too many of those. Yeah, and he was also in the OG Goosebumps series, and he was in the episode Let's Get Invisible. Let's Get Invisible. <laughs> so uh, it was cool, like, seeing him again and then, like, going back and, like, seeing his body at work and be like, oh, shit, Air Bud. Okay. Uh, Parker O'Neill is played by Emma Bell, um, who hasn't had quite the career as her, uh, her cohorts in this movie, but she was in the first, like, couple episodes of The Walking Dead, the first season. Mm-hmm. She was Lori's uh, sister. Oh, yeah. Okay. Who yeah. was killed by yeah, the zombies. She, like, like, she gets bit pretty like, quick. Like right away. Yeah. Like in their camping scene when after they, all the refugees get together. Oh, spoiler if you've never seen it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you haven't been, by now, that's on you. Yeah. It's been out for a while. She's in fi the or Final Destination 5, which I think was called The Final Destination, which is dumb. I hate when they do that. Um, she's in American Horror Story, and she was also featured in Hatchet 2 as the same character because there's a TV in the background of the movie with a newscast talking about the events of this film. That's great. And she's like telling about her ordeal. <laughs> and then of course the, the character Jason, who is the lift attendant is Ed Ackerman. Those are like the top build cast. Well, let's get into it. Okay. So the movie kicks off. Uh, mm -hmm. The one thing that I did think was pretty cool. Um, the production, like the, you know, when it's like, Whoever created the movie you yeah. know, at the very beginning. So one of them is uh, Bigger Boat Productions. Oh, yeah, Bigger Boat, which is a clear reference to... Jaws. Yeah. I mean, it's 
you can't and there's a little reference later on about that that's right yeah so it kind of starts off with a you're seeing like the gears of the ski lift you know that's it's like a little yeah. ski lift montage type of deal it's it's real like, ominous yeah and you're like okay you instantly yeah. think something's gonna go on with Something, the ski lift yeah and i like how they do that like they try to take something that is like usually mundane and un, you know think about it and and Make make it sinister. Yeah, well, I'm probably gonna go skiing in January, and that I'm gonna be like, son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, that happens. Uh, then we meet our main characters. They're kind of they're hanging out and they're waiting for uh, the ski lift operator to change shifts because it's usually a dude and then a girl mm-hmm. will take over. Right. They're expecting someone they know. Yeah. To- the, well, because uh, they can bribe that girl and the girl likes you know it's like oh he likes uh, Lynch. Oh, the Lynch character. Yeah. Yeah. The Lynch the character. Man. Yeah. Ladies man. And when they switch out, it's just another dude. So they kind of convince Parker to um, to go over and to talk go to over the and guy, talk yeah. to him, kind of schmooze him up a bit. Yeah. She's like he like unzips her jacket. He's like kind of shows a little bra. Yeah. And I think what does he give her like a hundred bucks or something like that? And he's like. He's yeah. like, yeah, okay, so start at 50 and then just work your way up. Yeah. And she's trying to schmooze with the dude. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my girlfriends, yeah. you know, my girlfriends. We, He's like smoking a cigarette. Can I give him a smoke? And he goes, just, he just looks at her and goes, how much? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> how much? Like, he knows the deal. Which I was trying to think, like, how expensive are ski passes where they're at? You know, I've only been skiing once. It depends on the season. I was asking my wife because she used to ski all the time. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, they can get expensive, but I'm like, three people. You can buy, well, okay, when I lived in Girdwood, Alaska, I, for the time I was there, I never did get to go skiing, which was my fault. I should have, because it's the only ski resort there in, in the state, and mm-hmm. it's, and it's they got a lot of the locals that would meet, we'd be like, oh, you got to get your pass, you got to get you like a like a seasonal pass, and all this other, and I don't remember exactly how much it costs, but I think it was relatively inexpensive. Um, yeah, I know like season passes are expensive, but just like a, a one day. A day pass? Yeah. Couldn't tell you. I don't know. So anyway, she ends up giving the guy the whole hundred dollars. Yeah, she's like, "It's for me and my girlfriends." Yeah, me and my girlfriends. And then she goes up. She's like, "I got us in." And uh, who is it? Um, Dan's like, "Where's my change?" Yeah, and she's like, like "There, there is, is no change." <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? Ask for change when I when he's, he's like, "Well, when you're bribing someone." Yeah, when you're yeah. bribing someone, she's, he's like, "No, you start at fifty. What happened to sixty-five? What happened to seventy-five? Yeah, he yeah, just yeah. gave him the whole hundred. <clears throat> uh, they and there's a lot of bickering back and forth here between Lynch and Joe. Or Dan. Yeah, yeah Dan. Lynch Dan and Dan. Lynch, yeah. uh, because this, this, them going skiing is kind of like, it's like the bros time. Yeah, it's their thing. And it's then, their thing. And and Parker and uh, Dan are, like they're dating. Herself. Yeah, and she kind of weaseled her way yeah. in. And, you know, it's just that, that third wheel group dynamic. Right, right, right. Everyone's had it. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. That old so chess that's, that's story. sort of like sets up the uh, the the premise for the movie because it's, it's going to revolve around the three of them. And like most horror movies do, it starts off with like a lighthearted fair. There's 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 upbeat music and they're having fun on the bunny slopes and shit. And uh, they end up going back to the um, or actually on the, on that first trip. They yeah, they go, they go to the ski lift. The the, the chairlift stops uh-huh. at one point, and Lynch is like, "What the fuck?" And the two guys behind them that are like, "What's going on?" Are the director and his the actual Joe Lynch. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's and it's weird because. They're stopped for like not even uh, two minutes, and Lynch is just losing his fucking mind. Yeah, and he's like, "We paid good money to get yeah. on this one." He's like, thing. "No, we didn't. We bribed someone." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the chairlift resumes. They go up to the top, um, and when they're up there, uh, Lynch kind of hits on a girl. 
right? Or, or when they come back down. Okay, yeah. So they come back down after the first run. Yeah, they do the first run. You mm-hmm. you see that Parker is kind of learning how to snowboard, Lynch skis, Dan snowboards also. Right. And they're having a little, you know, ski montage. Do, 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 do. They're having a good time. Mm-hmm. They go down all the way to the end. That's what, yeah, that's why I wrote. Uh, I was skiing, looking at the wrong page here. Sorry. Skiing montage. Yeah. And then they, uh, on the way up, he mentions to Parker, he's like, oh, that smell, that fresh mountain air, it smells like cancer. Oh, because she's smoking a cigarette. cigarette. Yeah. And that's true, though. When you're in the cold and you're next to somebody who, like, smells like smoke, yeah, you it's, definitely it's smell prominent it. Yeah. Because the air is, like, cleaner and you can smell a lot better. And uh, also, um, before they go up, you see in the background the Newberry comics. Yeah, I wrote that down. Uh, that sign is there to suggest that they're in New England. Uh, and it's also, I think it's a real comic strip too for, uh, it's like a independent, uh, mm-hmm. strip from wherever they're from Holliston or something. And, um, it's also sort of a callback to the first hatchet movie because in that movie, uh, Joel David Moore, uh, is the lead in that movie. He's wearing that, a shirt with that toothpaste grin character oh, on the okay. front. So it's a, it's a little nod to both his you know, where he's from and to that first movie. Well, that's cool that the director kind of puts in those little things for his fans, I guess. It's, this is loaded with, uh, with little references and Easter eggs and, and in jokes. Um, when he, okay. So when they come back down and they're on the bunny slopes and Lynch sees the girl trying to struggling to get, yeah, out she's of struggling snowboard. to get out of her snowboard. So Lynch goes over to like kind of hit on her basically. Yeah. And then her boyfriend, I guess, or ex-boyfriend or yeah. whatever comes up and like shoves, shoves him. him. <laughs> and she's like, get the fuck away from him. And he's just helping all over you. Yeah. Babe. yeah babe. What's up, bro? Did, he's like, where are you going? Uh, I'm going to get something. To eat. Didn't you eat yesterday? <laughs> Dudes like that suck. Uh, anyway, uh, funny. Oh, in the, in the cafeteria scene, like, cause it's right after this. Don't they go, they go to eat. Yeah. They, they do go to the, the, the back to the lodge. What's what, what, what I did the, have uh, something uh, about that girl. Mm-hmm. Her name, the character's name is Shannon. Yeah. She's played by Rylea Vanderbilt, who was the director's wife at the time. Oh. Or either they got married right after the filming and then they since then divorced. Um, but Rylea, um, was, I think she was originally well campaigning to play the part of Wonder Woman in in the movie because I she was that. she was in a Wonder Woman short that's like two and a half minutes like mm. a little test reel or whatever she kind of looks like it. Wonder Woman. Yo, she she she's in this short called Wonder Woman where she plays her and she would have been like a good choice personally, but um they ended up going with a uh, Gal Gadot. Gal is it Gal Gal? It's, Gal I think Gadot. it's pronounced Gal. Ugh. I don't know. She's she's fun. She's Israeli. Anyway, <laughs> so. Uh, that's when you get another like happy-go-lucky little ski montage, and then they go back to the lodge, and then you at, were mentioning, at, yeah, at the cafeteria scene, there's a missing sign. Yes. I was gonna, I wrote that down because I've never seen this movie, so I was just kind of taking notes while I was watching it, and it was nice to watch it on Vudu with the ads. Okay, it wasn't really ad heavy. Yeah, but it gave me time to take a break and oh, write fun. stuff down. Okay. So that was kind of neat. I I actually watched mine via YouTube. It was just on there. <laughs> yeah, well. it was all pixelated and it wasn't like high resolution. But I got to you know. Oh uh, yeah, it. dude, Voodoo was free. I couldn't I couldn't get Voodoo on my Fire Stick. Or I don't something. I don't think they support no? Voodoo on that. Yeah, oh. so that's why I watched it on my PlayStation. Oh okay. So yeah, what's up with the missing sign? So the missing sign, uh, I guess I couldn't really read what it said. It's there to I guess maybe set up the fact that the. There's peril out okay. there in the woods, and, and just kind of that. And there's even a big sign uh, elsewhere in the cafeteria. Yeah, it says, that says you it, can die. You can die. Yeah, <laughs> but I think Megan pointed that out. I was like, what? What? I had to bet, rewind it. So the missing poster, the, the man in the photo, was actually B.J. McDonald, who was a, a camera operator who used to work with Green on all of his uh, projects. Mm-hmm. And generally, Green doesn't 
do a project unless he can get all these specific people together that he works with in order to, you know, to create. He's got his team. Why not? Yeah, it's his team. So BJ couldn't work on this particular film because he was off. <laughs> he was off working so on that's Halloween missing. too. That's funny. Yeah, so it was like a dig at him for missing out on this shoot. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's great. So when, oh, also, right after this, too, there's a, there's a lot of little Easter eggs within this scene. After Parker gets her coffee, there's a kid who stands right behind her in line, and he's wearing a Twisted Sister shirt. Yes. It's real quick, like, blink and you'll miss it. And that kid is actually Cody Snyder, D. Snyder's son. That's funny. Yeah. Little, uh, little nuggets here. Yeah, little nuggets. And uh, so, yeah, they, they come back to Lynch and, and uh, his buddy Dan talking about uh, riding to Bunny Hills has been fun all day, but he wants to go on an actual run. Without Parker. Quack, 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 quack. Hey everyone, this is Fish. Just popping in to let you know that you can support the show by going to duckintheusher.com and uh, joining our Patreon, where you'll become a patron for as little as a dollar a month, where you'll get exclusive content like live streaming, which will come in the future, and other little perks. You'll also be added to our private Facebook group. And don't forget to follow us also on Instagram and Twitter at duckintheusher. So they have a little talk about uh, maybe going going back out one more time because he wants to go down an actual uh, run, mm-hmm. and uh, and Parker comes up. She's like, "Well, I'll just I'll just stay here," and he's like, "No, babe." Bleh. Oh yeah, because Lynch Lynch us. is like, "Why the fuck is she here?" Yeah. Blah blah blah. Like she's wait, you she know. like overhears him, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean that." Bleh. Yeah, he's they, trying to cover for himself, yeah. and and so they uh, they decide to go on one last run. And they 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 get they get back to the uh, the lift the same lift attendant. Well, he runs into that girl again. Lynch oh, does, true, yeah. and and he's like, uh, just, just yeah. tell me your number. Yeah, tell me your number. I got a good memory. So like yeah. throughout the movie, he's like, what were your numbers again? Five, six, yeah. eight. And eight, he's eight, like, six, he's seven. like, I've only smoked pot like five hundred times. Yeah, so. <laughs> I can remember it. <laughs> I remember it. He keeps asking everyone if they have a pen, so he can write it down. Like, ski with pens. Oh yeah, and also. Any critique anyone might have about, well, why didn't they just call someone from up on the slopes? Well, it's two thousand nine. Uh, so cell phones are weren't, but their their phones were in the in their lockers. locker. Yeah, they, they make they mention that. I guess if you are skiing, a lot of people don't take their phones with them. Oh, now they I guess do. they could easily break. I'm sure that yeah, I'm sure yeah. they do now. They got like otter boxes and whatnot. But remember, this is 2009, and it's weird how far phones have come because 2009 doesn't feel that long ago. Well, <laughs> it's 10 years. Once ago. we start getting into this movie, like the this is a movie where you're just gonna start shouting at the television. Yeah, you're just like, what the fuck? Why are you doing that? Yeah, you're doing this wrong. So um, they go up to the ski lift and they realize that they're shutting the ski lift down because there's a storm coming. Yeah, in, there's right? a storm coming in, and it's Sunday, and they're like, oh, I thought they're I thought they were open till 10, and even my wife is like, no, normally they don't. Like they shut down like at dusk. Usually, yeah, unless yeah. there's like a special event where they or do they where lights. they do night skiing. Yeah, yeah, but that's really rare in mm-hmm. certain places. So they uh, they end up bribing the dude again. Yeah, they get back on. They somehow. get back on, and as they're as they're going up, the uh, it, there's a lot of nitpicking in this. Oh, fucking hit so At one point when the when they're getting on the ski lift, he puts a flag on the ski lift. Yeah. Okay, that's to make sure that it goes all the way around. That's the marker, right? That's the marker. Yeah. So you would wait for the marker to come back. Right. They didn't do that. Well, well he but they I get know, on the chair behind it. They, they like a couple of chairs behind yeah. it. Yeah. But even then, you would see them. So the guy that let him on, he he's like... Another dude comes up. He's like, "Hey man, yeah, you're on the schedule for you're next week." You're on the weekend. schedule for next week. He's like, "What the fuck is my my, my brother's, brother's bachelor wedding. party or something?" I put in that for that a month ago. Yeah, he's like, "Well, go talk to the boss man." And he tells the guy who takes over for him. He's like, three more on the way down." Three more on the way down. And he's like, "Okay," which it doesn't really matter. He still should have waited for that. 
for well, the red flag to come back. Well, around. didn't the the flagged chair come back down, and they were behind it, and then he sees three other skiers coming down, thinking that those are the three. Well, he does that, but the thing is, is I don't know. It's just weird because it because that's that's it's what supposed happens. to do a full circle. I, I didn't see the red flag come back down. Well, I didn't either, but, but yeah, he, he does see three people that he assumes he assumes are the three that are right. our main characters, in, in but addition, they're not. In addition to all that, the this the guy Rifkin that comes in and takes his uh, replacement for the Jason character, yeah, yeah, is doesn't really want to be there and he's got to go pee and this other guy sullivan comes by and he's like yo take over and he's like oh i don't hear you yeah and that guy who uh who was pretending he didn't hear him was actually will barrett the director of photography but <laughs> <Put> everybody that's, <laughs> yeah, why, that's probably why the budget they won't tell us the budget yeah so the three three like two snowboarders and a skier come down mm -hmm. the lift operator guy thinks that it's the three people that were going that right. went up and he starts shutting shit down and then he gets a there's a voice that comes over the radio said so that's the last chair down uh, and that voice is actually the voice of D. Snyder from Twisted <laughs> Sister. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he shuts it down. He shuts it down, and they're like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "I don't know. Maybe you know." They're up there, and like, "You're stopping it again? What the hell?" Yeah. He's like, "It's not very funny." They think, "Oh, well, they take it as a joke at first. Yeah, because they thought maybe they, thought they, maybe pissed, they pissed off. off. Yeah, the the ski lift operator. What's also interesting about the, this particular spot they decided to stop at when they were scouting the location, Green himself would get into the chair. It also funny. Funnily enough, um, Adam Green is, is terrified of heights. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. <laughs> so he put himself through this, the fucking misery of, of, you know, filming it as well as, like, doing the scouting. So when he was on the lift initially to find the spot where they would film, they get to the spot and he says, oh, this is, this is where they die. And the fucking thing stops. Like, when he was doing it uh, on a test run, before they were even filming. Like, the lift actually stopped where he decided they want to film. Oh, that's And he was cool. like, that's spooky. And then it turns out later, a year a year prior, a man had committed suicide on that spot and, like, shot himself. And that was actually, uh, it was later confirmed in a Q&A at, at the Sundance Film Festival because somebody in the audience knew that person oh, wow. personally and said, yeah, that's true. And so all this, like, bad juju is just kind of sitting around that spot. And so that ended up being where they would... Uh, where they would film, and uh, when the when the lift shuts down, they're kind of just you know, the lights are still on. The lift is just stopped. Yeah, and they think, okay, just, so they're just trying to pass time. They're like, all right, you know, ha ha ha, you know funny, good funny, jokes? funny. Yeah, you know any good jokes and stuff like that. And for some reason, they start talking about death. Well, did you, do you remember right. the joke? Oh, oh yeah, says, the the Marlboro joke. Right? Yeah, he's yeah, like, what, what does a fourteen year old girl from New Hampshire say to her dad when she lost her virginity? Get off my Marlboros. Get off me! You're crushing my Marlboros. Oh, that's it. I, okay, that one kind of threw me off because. I don't know much about New Hampshire, but are from people in New Hampshire like really white trash or something? I don't know. Maybe that's this point that you have. I've never been to New Hampshire. Neither have I. All right. Well, anybody out there from uh, that area, fucking let us know. Yeah. 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 So then they do start talking about, well, we'll be because they're cold. And they're like, yo, it's fucking cold up here. What gives? And they start, as you mentioned, talking about all the worst ways to die. And here's the clip. It's about two minutes, but this is the only clip that yeah. I grabbed because it's the only one that I think is uh, kind of worth hearing. Kind of worth hearing. Yeah. So here we go. The worst way to die would be. That's not morbid. Yeah, seriously, that's kind of spooky, Dan. See, I think he, being eaten by a shark, that'd be the worst way to go. Not like, you know, one of those surfers who gets attacked from below, you know, never sees it coming. Like the uh, poster for Jaws. Uh, the chick on the Jaws poster was hot. She was? I don't know, she was naked. Naked chicks are hot. 
What if you actually like, saw the fin coming towards you? It'd be worse than being eaten, I think. I mean, knowing this giant animal is coming at you and it's it's gonna eat you alive, you know. Yeah. Did you ever see the video, by the way, of that uh, great bike who's um, jumping out of the water eating the seal? That's why I only swim in pools. I think burning would be the worst way to go. Well, yes and no. I mean, most people die of smoke inhalation before fire even touches them. It's a fact. <laughs> I remember watching TV for like three days straight after 9-11. The footage they showed of those people leaping off the Trade Center. Can you imagine how bad it must have been inside? To know that jumping would have been the better way out. Yeah, but they say that when you jump from that high, your heart stops. You don't feel it when you hit the ground. Okay, then, Lynch, what is the worst way to die? What? Oh, no, no. You have an answer for everything. What is your biggest fear? That's easy. Sarlacc pit. I'm sorry. The what? The Sarlacc pit from Return of the Jedi? Uh, hello? Being slowly digested over a thousand years? Worst death ever. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, if you heard a little doom, I guess my computer made a noise when I was uh, doing my sound yeah. or whatever. But that's okay. Uh, so yeah, they they talk about. I remember, I thought this scene was, and I'm glad you made the clip. I thought it was one of the better ones because they they don't know that they're in any kind of peril. Yeah, and, they don't know about the impending doom. Yeah, and they talk about various ways that they would die eaten by a shark, which is sort of a, another callback to the Jaws, bigger boat, yeah. and the production company called a bigger boat. Um, burning alive sounds terrible. Jumping off a fucking skyscraper. And it's weird when she mentioned that because I remembered all that shit real, real well. Oh yeah, of course. I think I was in, uh, I think I was a freshman in high school. I was in seventh grade when, uh, nine 11 happened and that was fucking terrible. Anyway, we won't spend too much time talking about that. Um, but the Sarlacc pit, I didn't expect there to be a return of the Jedi reference, reference yeah. in this movie, uh, which is strange because it's called frozen by Disney and Disney now owns star Wars. And I wonder if, it's weird all those connections can be made like years before they made the purchase. <laughs> um, after this, the lights start shutting off. Yeah. And this is where shit this is starts where getting the, scary. The panic then, really sets this in. This is like 28 minutes into the movie. Yeah. It starts pretty quick. I yeah. Mean, There's a lot of stuff that sort of pads the runtime, but this is when the the real the real setup for the movie's, you know, uh, whole idea starts. Yeah, I only have, like, two more pages of notes. Yeah, I do it, too. <laughs> it, goes, it goes real quick. It goes pretty fast. Um, they they kind of start realizing, um, they're like, um, you know, they're shutting the lights off, like, hey, this might be a joke, and then they kind of realize that stuff's not really supposed to be happening mm -hmm. this way. They realize that it's Sunday. Right. The resort doesn't open back up till Friday. Yeah. I'm like, okay, because it's a weekend resort. Yeah, that. I guess that's a thing in North, New England. Maybe. Northeast ski resorts. Um, And Lynch, I think, pees off the side because he has to pee. Parker yeah. has to pee, but she's a girl, and she just she's decides to hold to, it. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't want to do anything. Basically, I was trying to remember the name um, because you hear thunder, and my wife's like, it doesn't thunder when it snows. I'm like, it does because yeah, there's, a thing, there's a thing called a thunder snow. Oh, yeah. And it's a snow thunderstorm yeah. is what it is. And so we kind of get that. When I lived in Alaska, I didn't see a whole lot of snow, but I also, it rained a lot, but there was never a lot of thunder. Well, so. That's like that that western, like Seattle yeah. drizzle, just rains. It just rains constantly yeah. at, a, at a steady pace for like a fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at one point, a snow plow comes by. 
Yeah, Snow Cat. Snow Cat, yeah. And uh, the guy doesn't see them, mm-hmm. you know. Because I, I think he's going to pick somebody up at the top of the uh, like yeah. somewhere. He's like, oh, he's supposed to arrive on the helicopter. Yeah. And he's like, no, he's already here. We already got him. And this is the snowstorms rolling in at this point. right? Yeah, the snowstorms coming in pretty heavy. They start throwing their ski gear at mm-hmm. him and he sees something and he's like, well, it was something like catches his eye, but he oh, probably it, thinks it's a branch. or no, something. It, yeah, it like hit his win- window. Yeah. And he's like, and then he turns. and He's like, huh? huh? And well, then he, he gets a call over the radio saying that that person you were going to pick up just flew in. He's back at the lodge. So turn around. Yeah, Turn around. The storm's getting bad. And uh, the man in the snowcat is a one Mr. Kane Hodder, who played the part of Jason Voorhees in some Uh, of the Friday the 13th movies. Nice. Yeah. And also the voice over the radio is Joel David Moore, who was the lead in Hatchet. And he's also the guy who plays JB in Grandma's Boy. The one who's like, I'm a robot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's my robot. He was in Avatar. He was in Avatar. He was also in a TV show. I forgot the name of it. Yeah, real skinny guy. My friend Joe Kishazi really resembles this motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Is that techno? You would know it if you had robot ears. If you had robot ears. Uh, Anyway, different movie. So, yeah. Actually, also, there was a point in the movie where they're like, oh, that's never happened. Or he says the chairs never fall off the cables. And I think someone even mentioned prior to us recording this, that that's, nobody gets left on lifts. They have contingencies. For, exactly. For I think my wife probably that. said that. Yeah. But turns out, I looked it up, it did actually happen to somebody in February of 17. A snowboarder in North Carolina jumped 30 feet off of the chairlift and suffered broken bones. A teenager, I think it was, after he was left overnight. And this was in Sugar Mountain, North Carolina, which is the only ski resort yeah, I've exactly. ever been to. Uh, it's That's weird. Yeah. I guess it happened to a second person as well in some place called Gore Mountain last year. Um, but in both cases, they either were uh, rescued or they saved themselves. And I think in one case, a man like lit his money on fire and was uh, waving it around, or and people people saw the flame. So it, it's fucking happened. Uh, strangely enough, well, but someone gets far, someone gets fucking fired when that happens. You bet. Like, <laughs> um, this the the snowplow goes away. It doesn't see him. Uh, they start throwing stuff. Um, and then you know Lynch is. Um, Trying to break the, the doom Detention, of everything. Yeah. And he starts talking about food and shit to yeah, distract talk, their minds. Yeah, they're like, what's your favorite cereal? Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, and they're pretty much freezing. Yeah. You know. Uh, what else? So, oh, yeah. They talk about climbing back. Yeah. Well, Parker. I oh, think, yeah. No, this is where Dan. Well, Parker also like uh, drops a fucking glove because she's going for a cigarette. Yeah. And she drops one of her gloves. Yeah. Just one. Uh, her right hand glove. Yeah. And. Dan, uh, Dan basically is like, fuck this shit. I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump, you know, and he kind of oh, he kind of says that he's done it before, but he yeah, has and he's scared he's shitless. He he throws his snowboard down. You kind of see it into yeah. the into the sticks right into the, the sticks heart. right into it. It's like snowpack and it's yeah. Snowpack can get very hard. Uh, it's like it's like jumping into water from a certain height. Like it's not going to break. No, your it's fall fucking well. cement. It's be like concrete. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you should they should have waited overnight like for like fresh, a, no. some, some pow exactly <laughs> as they say i've heard some fucking some dudes out west when i was out there be like oh man this fucking fresh pow out there is a narnar bro <laughs> and i'm like fucking what brain is fried yeah. from the, the also uh, interestingly uh everywhere in the world calls uh like snow snowmobiles or sleds, I think they're called in most places. But the, in in Alaska, they're called snow machines. Snow machines. Yeah. And oh. So if you if say I, snowmobile, I, they're gonna look at you all fucking uh, askance. Well, if I hear snow machine, I think of the machines that make art. Like actually I make do snow. Too. I do like too. But you can't tell an Alaskan that shit. Uh, <laughs> Dan fucking jumps. 
Oh, boy, and how brutal. he breaks both of his legs. Like, the bones go through his legs. Like, the breaks happen, like, right at the knees or above them, so... It's, like, his femurs, or, like, whatever, his shin bones just go... Ugh. Or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's... It's he's, a gnarly scene. He's freaking out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I guess during the screening of this, like, there was some, some audience members fainted. Uh, on that, well, it's not that bad. I suppose I've seen yeah. some worse shit on TV than uh, that. Know, I've seen worse shit in movies too, but it's still it's still a gnarly scene because the reaction to it is what gives starts giving me like gave me anxiety watching it. And I'm like, oh fuck. And then and then like like they start throwing shit down to him. Yeah, they to so we could use as a tourniquet. Yeah, they throw down like well she Parker she throws her scarf right into a tree. Lands on a tree. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, good job. <laughs> um, yeah, he kind of tourniquets it. They hear a wolf at one point. Yeah, and he's like, don't worry, dude, it's just coyotes. Just coyotes. <laughs> he's like, I fucking know a wolf right here. Um, what was in front of him that he was leading forward was, to grab he instead was of like, trying to swivel around? He was trying to grab the um, the the scarf that, that Lynch threw. And he's like, he's sitting upright, legs outstretched. I'm yeah. sure he doesn't want to move his legs very much, but instead of like... Laying back and kind of like swiveling the top know, half dude. of his body around. He's like leaning forward over his broken ass legs trying to grab this fucking thing. Well, you also got to think, like, talk about the... Uh, right. I mean, there are The amount of, of adrenaline that's pumping through that guy oh, right now. Oh, sure. Like, I'm surprised he didn't pass out. No kidding. No kidding. Well, it's probably just cold enough yeah. to, like, numb it. I don't and, even know. Man. Well, he ties the tourniquet up, and then we hear the wolf howl, and um, they're freaking out, and uh, Lynch... Is starts to tries to um, he suggests like shimmying down shimmying the cable. down the cable and they're like you know the cable's gonna shred your hands and it totally yeah, would it, it would too yeah and it does it does it fucks with his gloves he he turns back because he hears wolves again <laughs> real panic now yeah <laughs> oh and what's crazy is he's wearing like his ski boots oh which, I know yeah, yeah. Those, there's no purchase there's no grip whatsoever uh-uh. on those things zero also when it's that fucking cold and there's ice gloves are not like your hands are gonna be so like just slow moving. It's hard to hold on to any. No, every, your thing. muscles are going to like nothing. Yeah. Let alone trying to suspend yourself. On and a Dan, cable. Dan is like, you know, his legs are fucking broken and he's still ragging on Lynch. He's like, you can't even fucking do a pull up. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, he's like, remember that chick we knew she could do a fucking pull up or something. I would just be fucking screaming, you know, and then he, at one point, uh, Parker says it could be worse, and he goes, "How can it be worse?" Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, "It could be the Sarlacc pit." <laughs> yeah, she kind of, and then <laughs> yeah, I think he's like, "Oh, Parker for the win on that one." And then wolves, and then show, up wolves show up, and Ugh. they. This is when Lynch attempts to go out across the. Yeah, the but cable he turns back, and he sees he sees the dogs the pack inbound. Yeah, and oh, then turns back, man. And, uh, this is probably the roughest scene, I think. Yeah, um, basically. Dan fucking bites the dust. He buys the farm because the fucking... And again, uh, when I was thinking about foreshadowing on the clip, I said yeah. Dan is the one that's like, you know, not I'm not talking Jaws where it comes up from underneath where you see the fin coming at you yeah. and basically a pack of wolves coming at him yeah. and he dies. And he, they eat him up. And so that's really, like, kind of cool on that. This What I liked about this, uh, which I think is great for when a lot of movies do this when they turn when the camera turns away yeah, from Yeah, you, you don't you kind of see the dogs grab him a couple of times but you don't see him actually being yeah, eaten alive. You don't see the grisly sort of aftermath violence of of them like chewing him up and so Lynch jumps back in the uh in the chair and grabs Parker's, Parker's face, face yeah. and holds her ears shut and they look at each other and, and you they, can hear Dan saying Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's it's a it's pretty dramatic. There were there was an uncut version of this that was filmed. Um, and even, even in one of the scenes they had the, uh, the sled dog, uh, I'm sorry, the, um, 
the wolf trainer on the on the movies that yeah. was Sled Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> and they they only had the wolves on uh set for like four days and, and there was even a even one of the dogs was like that was scheduled to they were scheduled to shoot with ended up died mysteriously like the night before uh. and um so when you and see these are actual wolves i mean yeah, yeah. actual wolves yeah, but it's not a cg or anything th- like that they're they're yeah there was even a complaint uh somebody a reviewer said oh the movie was great except for the bad cgi wolves and they're like motherfucker those they're are real wolves. yeah yeah somebody actually said that so anyway um so there was a, whenever you see, okay, okay, when they were filming the scene, like I think one of the times, you can actually see it in the movie where the dogs got a little too close to Kevin Zegers because he was actually in in the scene like, yeah, yeah. with the dogs. Yeah. The dogs got real close to him at one point and the, and the trainers had to come in and be like, all right, all right, all right. So instead of having him in the scene where they're all over him, it's actually one of the trainers in the costume, but he's covering his face, you know, because he pulls his toboggan yeah. down, right? Or beanie. I don't know. People called him toboggans when I was... In North Carolina. And um, so what, what you're seeing there when the dogs are all over him is it's quick cuts. So it doesn't look, it looks a little violent, but it's not. It's just one of the trainers with a bunch of food in his jacket. Yeah, they're, and they're, and they're just all over him. Um, and pretty much the dogs go away. They drag pieces of them. Yeah. Uh, we realize that um, Parker is getting frostbite. Yeah. On and, her face. And Lynch sort of kind of like lays into her for being the overbearing girlfriend and they start like oh, casting yeah. blame at each other. Yeah, Lynch is like, fuck you. And now my best friend is dead because of you. And, and it's like real, real tough. Yeah, to watch, they, you they, know? they blame each other pretty bad. They get into a big fucking ugly fight about yeah. it. Parker gets really like emotionally despondent and she's crying and you see her, she's getting frostbitten. And uh, after all kinda of that. Kind of hug after that. I suppose, yeah. They, they kind of get over it and make up and then you see like a passage of time, then it's the next morning. Uh, well, they, they, they still start doing some ice breaking. Oh, okay. Before the next morning, you know, dog named Steve, you know, cause he's Lynch is talking about like, you know, oh, yeah. cause he's like, if I ever get down from here, I'm going to fucking call that girl. and I'm going to marry her. I'm just yeah. going to call right on the phone and yeah, yeah, get a yeah. house She's with like, a dog named Steve. And, yeah. Doesn't um, he also tell the story of when they, or maybe that's later. That's later. And then Parker also loses, uh, loses her shit. Cause she thinks about her dog and she's like, who's going to, Who's going to take care of my dog uh, if I fucking die and yeah. all this shit? So, yeah. I mean, it's things you would think about, I guess. Yeah. You know? This is when I thought, okay, because a lot of the acting was kind of stiff and flimsy. You kind of uh, see a little this part, some range. See re- yeah, you yeah. see a little more range out of both of them. And I guess that uh, Parker, I'm sorry, Emma Bell was the first person that auditioned for the movie. Mm-hmm. And because they, they did a bunch of other auditions after that, but because she set the bar so high for with her performance, they were like, she's the one. Oh, that's good. So they, they cast her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's acting children. Acting. <laughs> acting. Um, and then, yeah, it's the next morning. Ugh. You kind of hear some birds chirping. Uh, there's a bunch of shots of empty ski lifts with ice all over them mm-hmm. and just like just a deserted. Yeah. Fucking ski resort. Like, even if they tried thing. shouting or they were not within earshot of any anything fucking thing. Um, when Parker wakes up, she realizes that her bare hand mm. is on the basically on the, the safety bar. bar here, the lap bar. And it's been sitting there overnight. Now, oh if anybody has never put their bare hand on ice cold metal, Ooh. it tends to stick. Yeah. And uh, she fucking rips her hand off the rail and yeah. takes her she whole palm right with it. it she goes right for it. Yeah. Rips that was her. filmed in one take, too. Was it? It looked good. Cool. Yeah, not bad. Uh, yeah, pretty she good effect. rips her stuff off. Um, they both awake. Uh, she's getting pretty bad frostbite. On and, her face, and, yeah. and this is where I talk about when she talks about being burned. In the, the earlier clip. Oh, yeah. Being, you know, she's like, oh, being burned alive would be like the worst thing. And when you're frostbitten, it's basically burns. Like being burned. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was kind of 
interesting also. Okay. Um, uh, oh yeah, she, part, like, she immediately pees. like puts her hand in her pocket. Yeah, and, and doesn't like, say doesn't, anything yeah. to Lynch. And she like pees herself. She wets herself. Yeah, which uh, I mean probably feels good at first. Yeah, if it's warm, yeah, well, then it's gonna then it's, it's gonna, gonna cool. freeze up. Yeah, real fast. Um, is this this is where Lynch tells the this story is, about his yeah ex, about right? his love life. Yeah, which he, I didn't grab grab that clip because I didn't it's either. Just, it's yeah, it's just a little kind of character development. Because he wants you, the, you want to try to care about the characters. Yeah, and if you don't care about the characters, you're not going to care about their fates. Exactly. Yeah, and then he also tells the story of how he met Dan the first time. Yeah, how he met Dan, which is a real, another like heart wrenching thing because his remains are just below them. Yeah, but it, it, I think you see his hand sticking out because it snowed. Yeah, I was like, wow, I dropped a lot of snow that night. Uh, and I think this is where like he kind of gets the the gumption to to attempt to traverse the cable again to get to the next. Uh, chair and yeah so he starts climbing the chair lift um this is where the chair starts breaking yeah um, i think that i think it had something to do with both the the ice and their weight like constantly on, the on pressure it. On yeah it. and they were moving around a lot so like yeah. uh, basically one of the bolts starts stripping at the very top of like where the lift kind of where like the wheel meets the cable yes yeah. something like that um basically uh freaking I love how I wrote down Dan starts climbing. I don't know why uh, I wrote that down. It's well, Joe, Joe. It's yeah. Lynch. I, I just yeah. call him Lynch. Yeah, yeah. That's what so, they call him, too. Yeah, Lynch starts climbing. Well, he successfully uh, gets across and really fucks up his hands. Yeah, really bad. And um, the wolves are underneath him. Yeah, now they're, like, circling. And uh, Parker throws, like, one of his ski poles towards him. You yeah. Know, to, to be on the ground so he can grab so it. So he can grab it to defend off the wolves, yeah. Yeah. But and not he, far enough. No. Not far well, enough. Well, he, he gets He down. gets it later, but. He actually gets to the, to the pole. Where the where the lift is is supported and there's like a there's a ladder tower yeah. or a ladder yeah he gets down there and immediately the wolves are all over him and uh, he, he gets the uh, ski pole and stabs one of the wolves stabs one of them away. and fends him off and then he like lays down on the uh, snowboard and tries to go down the hill yeah because uh, I think one of the the dogs are kind of biting at his legs so he's kind of fucked up a little bit yeah and yeah so he grabs like the snowboard and kind of ski like sleds down he's the also hill. bleeding from his hands too so that really like, bad that gives the dogs like uh, a scent or and, something uh, the wolves chase him as he goes down he's like I'll be back I'll come on to go get help and he doesn't come back he fucking does not come back yeah and so she spends like another night dangling yeah and she falls asleep it's like day three now or something like that or you know second day I think it's day two, day two. second morning second morning yeah um, she realizes that he's not coming back yep and she's you know this is a fight or flight like I'm gonna die or yeah. I'm just gonna fucking jump. I so. think uh, well she's she's dangling. It's it's like half broken, kind of, and she like lowers herself by her hands. Yeah, and well she was yeah she was like she was gonna jump, mm-hmm. and then right when she lifts the bar, the ski chair snaps, drops. and then kind of it's hanging by one. It little, drops about ten feet or so, about ten feet, and it's hanging by like a little cable. Yeah, and and it's slowly like snapping yeah, and unwinding, untwining or yeah, whatever. There it is, and uh, it falls. She jumps, it falls, it lands on her leg, like fractures fucking, her ankle. Yeah, like, I thought it was going to like smash her and kill her. I thought that was going to be the end of the movie <laughs> the right end. there. Like, well. <laughs> and in, in sponsored true, by Wolf Conservation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's that line in the Metallica song? Wildness is the preservation of the world. So seek the wolf in thyself. <laughs> um, she basically. She she kind of walks away from it, or crawls away from it. Yeah, and uh, she, she gets about halfway down the hill, and she discovers why Lynch didn't make it back. Yeah, Lynch got eaten by wolves. Yeah, and the wolves are like they're like chewing Lynch up. You see a pretty good shot of like, oh yeah, of some nothing of the left of him. Yeah, and they're too they're too consumed with 
chowing on his corpse that they ignore her. And she, which is lucky for her. She stumbles down to a road, tries to wave down a car, but the car, I guess, doesn't see her, just passes her. So then she just passes out in the road until another van comes upon her. And, yeah, the guy picks her up, and he's on the phone, like, Mm -hmm. calling the hospital, like, I don't know, I just found her, blah, 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 blah. And I think he says, like, you're going to be okay. Yeah. And then all she can hear is Dan's voice voice saying, you're going to be okay, you're going to be okay. And that's when she sort of... She passes out. Falls asleep or something. And then the movie fades to black, and they need to get the title screen. And that's it. And that's the movie. It's real short. Real short. A lot of stuff goes on in it. But, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, for being a low-budget movie that relied entirely on practical, um, you know, uh, techniques. I I liked it. And being... I did, too. I think I liked it better than I thought it was going to be. It's great for... I think it's the kind of movie you would put on if you were, like, out, like, skiing or, you know, like, an event. It's kind of like when you... you Have you seen Frozen? Like, in the summertime, like, when you're at the beach, you're like... You know, my condo or something's like, let's watch Jaws. Or you watch yeah, Shark Week while you're sure. at the beach. Like, or if you're like at a hotel in the middle of Alaska and then we watch The Shining, you know, <laughs> shit like that. And for being, uh, it's paced real well for being like an almost entirely static, like in one spot, you know, because they're just on the, on the chairlift. I mean, like it's easy for a movie like that to become boring. Yeah. And it's the, the, really, I think it's a testament to like this filmmaker's vision and how to take something with a real simple premise and make it at least somewhat compelling. I agree with that completely. I, I'm giving this two ducks, by the way. Uh, I got a two ducket as well. Yeah, I think it's good, uh, but it's not amazing. Yeah, and I think it, it suffers under the uh, under the ambition of of its own like idea. It doesn't quite go where you want it to. And in true like horror movie fashion, there is a final girl, which was kind of cool. Except there was no, it was really just man versus nature, or woman versus nature, if you will. And there was no uh, other, like, antagonist. So that's also hard to do yeah. for a movie to be successful. I think that's why it's so short. If it was any longer, yeah. I think it would have been crap. Yeah, I think so, too. Even worse. Like, if By it was cutting it down and, and letting it, you know, do its own thing and not, not trying to, like, pad the runtime too much with shit. I, I think that's good, too. What you got on the papers there? Uh, I, most, I covered most of the, the trivia. Um Adam Green and Will Barrett uh, shot almost everything themselves because the hired camera crew were too nervous to dangle in the bucket that they set up in front of the, no, really? the chairlift because they they really did film at that same spot that he that he chose. So they were actually 50 feet up in the air and they put this contraption. They, they hanged it or hung it, hanged, hung on the cable in front of the uh, chair that they were in. So they were literally up there like with them filming in those conditions um, to the point where they even got like homeboys' eyes got sunburned. Oh yeah, because <laughs> they were out there in that in that. Uh, yeah, in, guys, in, uh, like being exposed, a, being a Florida boy. Yeah, no, going to Utah, like you, if you're going yeah. in the snow, guys, get your polarized glasses and hydrate got, and hydrate. Yeah, you, you don't think that shit's happening out there, but you you uh, you get dehydrated pretty fast yeah, because it's no, so it's dry. Can, it's called snow blindness. Yeah, that too. Like, if you're um, not wearing sunglasses, just eye protection. Uh, Zegers and Ashmore are actually real life friends, so no, it, was, nice. it was easy for the chemistry to come through in the movie. Uh, which is actually, I think, when they cast Zegers, he suggested Sean Ashmore because of how well they knew each other, and Green was like, "Perfect." Um, Adam Green's old band Haddonfield, which is a reference to Halloween, uh, performs on the soundtrack. And after Parker strikes the deal with the lift attendant, uh, they can be heard over the loudspeaker just, yeah, just after that. So that that's his band. Um, the Spanish title for the movie was Muerte en la Montaña, <laughs> Death on the Mountain. That's great. <laughs> kind of gives and, it away. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, Mount Holliston is named for Green's hometown, Holliston, where there are no uh, no mountains at all. 
And I, I already covered the Sled Reynolds Wolf Trainer guy. Uh, yeah, and that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. That's the whole uh, that's the whole enchilada. Man, just let it go. Just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, I don't really have much else to say. Yeah, this is kind of a short episode because yeah. the, the the movie there's not much. I don't want to say substance to the film. It's just, it's an easy yeah. little watch. There's not really yeah. much to delve into. Right. Um, but we wanted to do something because of Frozen 2 coming out. Yeah. So I think this would be fun. And I think it's worth a watch. Uh, it's, it's a wintertime kind of movie. You know, if you want something that's, you know, a little offbeat and if you like indie movies, this this might be for you. Uh, we hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving because you're listening to this on the 30th. That's right. So. It's going to be post Thanksgiving. So, uh, that means Christmas is around the corner too, and uh, our our next film, yes, is uh, this another feel good hit. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we kind of we kind of went a little weird on the these ones, but we're gonna start off the Christmas season, yeah. with a holiday classic known yeah. as The Good Son. Um, I don't know if it's this is a was suggested by uh, Chris Halka. Yes, this was his pick, and um, this is a it's a great movie. I remember seeing this as a child. Yeah, um, this is a little, basically look it up. I'll, I'll post the trailer at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Macaulay a, Culkin, you got Elijah uh, Wood, Elijah Wood, and David Morse. I forget. Other, I forget the actress's name who played the mom. Yeah, I don't remember either. But it's a psychological uh, thriller with a sociopathic kid. It's pretty good. It's awesome. I would say Macaulay Culkin's best movie, probably uh, yeah. acting wise. Yeah. Um. So yeah, watch that. I'm mm-hmm. not quite sure where it is. You could probably rent it on. Yeah, Prime or I something. Think I don't own it. I'm not buying it. No, this is well, a movie. I, I mean, would... I might put it in my collection, but eh, we'll figure it out. Other than that, guys, I'm yeah. Josh. I've been Fish, and we thank you for coming out. Coming out, yeah, yeah. Thanks come for on. coming out. Thanks for coming out, guys. <laughs> you know, so we'll catch you on the flip side. See ya. Quack quack quack. Motherfucker. <laughs>